0: liberal secularists and left-wing groups claim gender identity is the new civil rights struggle. But is preventing biological males from using the ladies' restroom truly equivalent to the injustices of racial segregation? This is an issue fraught with confusion and with danger. Find out why on this special program. It is not up to the school district to determine the time Our daughters encounter a member of the opposite sex while in a state of undress.
1: The battle of the bathrooms, it's just, it's honestly common sense that there shouldn't be a man in the bathroom with me.
2: I always felt that I should have been a girl. The creator made two sexes.
0: Over the past few years, a powerful movement has taken shape. This movement denies biological reality and argues that gender is a function of choice, of personal preference, and it seeks to punish all who disagree. On this special program, we bring truth to bear on the perplexing and tangled notions of so-called gender identity. You will meet someone who suffered serious harm as a result of this movement, and you will find out how to bring sanity and common sense back to an issue mired in confusion and error. We begin by investigating the effort to demonize all who fail to embrace the transgender movement. Our own Dr. Jerry Newcomb has more.
3: The left is pushing a
4: subjective view of gender identity, absolutely divorced from biology. You can be what you want to be. You could be gender nonconforming. You could be agender. You could be male, female, or some combination thereof. There's actual federal guidance that says you could be some combination of male or female um, based on your subjective internal sense. One of the ACLU's projects recently has been suing school districts to force an open bathroom and locker room policy. This would allow a boy who thinks he's a girl access to the girl's restroom or locker room, or vice versa. A recent example of this is a case in the city of Gloucester, Virginia, in the greater Virginia Beach area. A teenager called Gavin is a girl who thinks she's a boy.
1: Everyone here that's spoken about me so far has referred to me as a girl. This is the first mistake, seeing
3: as I very simply am not a girl.
4: The school sought to accommodate Gavin by allowing her, for example, to use a unisex bathroom. But that's not enough to the ACLU. They're suing to give Gavin access to the boys' restrooms and locker room.
5: What has happened in the state of Virginia, a girl who identifies as a boy wanted full access to the boys locker room. And the school made an accommodation by building a little curtain around a corner where she could change in the corner in the boys locker room. But that wasn't good enough. The girl wants full access and her suit was brought by the ACLU for this girl to be able to undress in the boys locker room and watch the boys undress and shower at the same time.
4: The ACLU has also filed suit in the Chicago area on behalf of a boy who thought he was a girl for discussion purposes he has been called student A.
6: While our school district was trying to accommodate student A they went above and beyond gave so many accommodations they said how about this space to change your clothes for Jim no that wasn't good enough so then they said well how about this space and we'll even bring lockers in so you have your lockers in that space and it still wasn't good enough the only thing that was good enough for the ACLU and for Student A and Student A's family was to be within the girls' locker room, trampling on the rights of the other girls.
4: But the school district caved in to the ACLU. In response, the Alliance Defending Freedom and the Thomas More Society filed a joint lawsuit on behalf of 51 Chicago area families.
5: This is not a message that our schools should be sending to our girls.
4: And what about science? Does science back up the claims of those, like the ACLU, trying to force the transgender agenda through legal blackmail? Well, a new study found that there are over 6,500 genes that show themselves differently between males and females. This adds to the already significant biological differences between men and women.
5: The, The progressive left and the ACLU keep insisting that the science is settled. Science supports transgender. Um, this is false. It is outright false in two ways. One, where science is settled, it supports that transgenderism is a mental disorder. And two, where it doesn't, it, is, it remains an open question. When you look at statistics of children who have expressed a desire or a feeling that they actually should be the opposing sex, between 87 and 99% of them grow out of it by the time they're done with puberty. In any other situation where the brain and the, and the body are at odds with each other, the typical solution in psychology and psychiatry is to treat the thoughts to bring them to match reality. An example of this is anorexia. Nobody would say, all right, You see a fat person, I'm gonna help you fix that. Let's get you on a diet plan, let me get your exercise going, I'll be your coach, I'll support you. Nobody suggests that as a treatment for anorexia. We say, your brain is lying to you. Let us work on fixing your thoughts so that you can see reality and accept reality and get to a place where your brain and your body are healthy.
7: Well, the ACLU and groups like them file lawsuits demanding uh, open access for bathrooms and locker rooms at school. So we certainly see that the left is lined up, has a lot of money, power, and influence behind it. These, uh, you know, very well-heeled uh, leftist activist groups like the ACLU. Um, but, you know, standing in the gap against their goals, are parents and students at schools, who just don't want to have to have those kinds of political agendas and aims foisted on their kids at school.
0: In our day, anyone holding a traditional biblical view of sex and gender faces intense pressure to conform to a new cultural orthodoxy. Only a few short years ago, any argument to let biological men use the women's locker room because they self-identified as female would have been branded absurd. Today, this is the settled doctrine of progressive liberals everywhere, even though it can and does harm people, as you will see a bit later. But at root, what is this gender issue all about? Is it rooted in science and modern knowledge? Our own John Rabe takes a closer look. Non-binary is when a person chooses to identify as neither male nor female,
8: usually taking on different pronouns like ji zer zim or zi zim
6: Gender fluid can also fit into the spectrum of gender identities. A person who has gender fluid changes their gender identity that best fits with how they're feeling, changing from male to female.
8: A post-Christian culture in many ways becomes uh, a post-reality culture. I mean, we're denying basics of reality even now some basics of reality that are observable you know things like gender I mean that that's an observable fact in biology and to the human eye and yet these are things that that we are denying transgender people are people whose
6: identity don't match the one that they were assigned at birth and they may or may not have surgery to get their body in line with their identity
1: but the gender box is getting even bigger Dr. Julie Hamilton is a licensed marriage and family therapist.
5: We live in a culture that emphasizes um, perceptions, sometimes even more so um, than reality. And I think that's probably been the postmodern influence. With postmodernism you have this idea that there is no reality, it's all just perceptions. But uh, really God defines us and um, I think that it's just an unfortunate place that we've arrived in our culture.
6: Gender fluid and gender queer people identify as two or more genders.
3: And
1: may move between masculine and feminine presentations. All these words can be dizzying, and we're just scratching the surface. This notion of gender fluidity, which originated not in the sciences, but in postmodern university English departments, has gained steam in the culture very quickly and is already being backed by courts and enforced in schools, universities, and even government. In Canada, a new law allows the government to take children away if parents don't accept their chosen gender identity. In the U.S., some pediatricians are prescribing puberty blockers, hormones, and even surgery for gender-confused children. But is this really in the best interest of children?
6: The baby is born with no conception of gender. The baby is just a baby. This gender is a psychological conception that develops later, during the first decade
1: of life. Dr. Felipe Vizcarando is a member of the American College of Pediatricians. He notes that it's common for young children to be unsure of their sex and gender roles.
6: The earlier that the gender confusion is treated with chemicals and surgery, the, the earlier that, you are, uh, that these children are being forced to go into this lifestyle that is medically unsafe and dangerous as a pediatrician this is uh, against the best interest of the child and against the child's health because as we are doing this the child is being uh, ushered into a life that is unhealthy and you know as the child grows and develops into an adolescent and then into an adult it will be forced to continue with this lifestyle and will not be able to go back to the original biological sex
1: Serious and irreversible damage to children can result from adopting faulty ideas. Ultimately, America's gender confusion is not about science and reality at all. It's about worldview.
8: A a secular society uh, assumes that the world is one of our own making that we invite God into. The Christian worldview begins with a very fundamental premise. We live in God's world. He doesn't live in ours. And those are two completely different worldviews. Uh, They're they're fundamental assumptions of two completely different worldviews because that changes things like morality. It changes things like authority. And when you can get to the bottom of where these ideas come from, uh, then I I think it gives us an insight into why people believe what they do and why they say what they do.
2: As
0: you have just seen, the modern gender movement has little to do with science or medicine and much to do with ideology and sexual anarchy. Now you will see for yourself how devastating the confusion fostered by this movement can be. Meet a man who tried to live as a woman for years, aided and abetted by doctors and psychiatrists only to discover that it was a disastrous error in judgment.
2: I always felt that I should have been a girl um, and that I, I, I would get more attention, I would get more love, I would be liked better, um, life would be better. I thought that I was born that way.
4: But in reality, some bad seeds were sown in his childhood.
2: When my dad would take me over to grandma's house and drop me off, uh, for whatever reason, I will never know. Uh, We started this routine where she was cross-dressing me in the old closet of the old house. And this got started and it became a game and our secret. I was getting affirmed as a female. And I knew that when I was a female, my grandma Liked me, she fussed over me, she made me a dress. I never got that kind of affirmation as a boy. In 1955 what, what happened that was really uh, pivotal for me was I'd been struggling with all these feelings and all of a sudden the headlines, Christine Jorgensen, man soldier becomes woman, that I am more of a woman than I am a man. And so then I realized, wow, you can actually change from one gender to the other. So here all of a sudden now I'm realizing, well maybe I'm one of those. Maybe I'm like Christine Jorgensen and and that's what I need.
4: Still, Walt kept his feelings to himself.
2: I got married and fostered two great kids. Some of the ways that I sort of, what I called, relieved the stress of what was going on internally with me. I would go rent a, a, get a motel room and I would cross dress and go down into the the local bars.
4: That was in San Francisco. Walt finally saw a leading specialist who dealt with issues of changing gender.
2: He said, you're, you're suffering from gender identity disorder, gender dysphoria. And he said the cure for this is to have hormone therapy, which he said, I can find you a doctor that can give you the hormones. And then a gender reassignment surgery. And so I went in April of 1983 and had the surgery and changed to to Laura Jensen officially. And um, I was working as Walt at the time, so I had a dual identity. I was happy originally. Despite
4: the initial euphoria, getting the sex change operation proved disastrous to Walt in the long run.
2: The devastation that occurred as a result of that is just uh, beyond description. Uh, loss of family, loss of uh, relationship with many of the people in my family, Uh, divorce, total financial loss, I was bankrupt, I was homeless for a while.
4: So Walt Heyer, going through life as Laura Jensen, had found things were much worse off for him than before the sex change operation. He even tried to commit suicide and alcoholism was consuming him. He began to see counselors, one of whom told him he just needed to say goodbye forever to Walt and hello forever to Laura. But real change came through the help of a loving church and some loving Christian people.
2: When I sat down with Jeff and told him about my life and what had happened, I said, you're not going to try to change me back to Walt, are you? Because I'm liking being Laura. And he says, no, he says, my job is just to love you. He said, God's job is to change you. I was redeemed in a prayer when the Lord came to me and reached out to me and I actually saw myself as a little baby during that prayer. And he reached out and put his arms under me as a little baby, pulled me in and he said, you will be safe with me forever. And at that point, the Lord redeemed and restored my life. I knew that that was the love that I'd been trying to get all my life.
4: Today, Walt Heyer writes books and counsels people all over the world on this subject, reaching out to them through his website, sexchangeregret.com.
2: The surgery never can address the psychological and emotional issues that transgenders suffer from with their identity. It can't do it because they're depressed. You, you You can't cure depression with cutting off body parts or adding body parts or changing a body configuration. Despite transgenderism's lack of
0: basis in science and despite the damage it does to people like Walt Heyer, we are seeing a left-wing crusade to force public schools to open bathrooms and locker rooms based not on biological sex but on self-proclaimed gender identity. The previous administration of President Obama even threatened schools refusing to comply with the loss of federal funding. But many of the policies he pushed for are continuing on, aided by the courts. As you're about to see, it is even entering the world of sports to the detriment of women. Dr. Jerry Newcomb has more.
8: No person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance, Title IX. In
4: 1972, Congress passed Title IX, which prohibited discriminating on the basis of sex in public schools.
7: This was designed in part to help encourage girls' sports. When it was adopted, sex in the statute had a clear meaning that was male and female, it was a binary understanding, and it has meant that for 40 plus years. In fact, Title IX says that schools are allowed to have separate facilities like locker rooms and restrooms and shower rooms for men and women without violating Title IX. Every school in the country that receives federal funding under Title IX has always had separate facilities based on biological sex. But this changed during the Obama
4: administration because of the transgender issue through the Department of Education and the Justice Department. So if a boy claims that he is a girl or vice versa, the school was now to treat the student as whatever he subjectively says he is, regardless of biology. Another area where the spirit, if not the letter, of Title IX is being violated is in that of girls competing with girls. For example, participating recently in a statewide track meet for high school girls in Connecticut was a biological male student, Andrea Yearwood, who now claims to be a girl. Yearwood won both the 100 meter and 200 meter dashes. One of the girls that Yearwood beat had won the race last year. She commented to a local newspaper It's frustrating but that's just the way it is now. I can't really say what I want to say, but there's not much I can do about it.
7: Title IX has been flipped. In fact, Title IX was enacted to give girls a fair shake in athletics, in in schooling, in academics, and so on and so forth. And what we're seeing is a complete reversal, Title IX being used to try to erase women and really pull back and um, undo the advances that women have made in athletics and in education.
1: Title IX was created to give women access to the same educational opportunities and um, athletic opportunities and facilities that their male counterparts were receiving. So it was really to, to level the playing field. The irony is now this same law is being used against women.
4: Furthermore, the push for transgender rights could have a negative impact on Christian schools that believe in basic
3: biblical teaching and basic biological realities. There are a lot of threats to Christ-centered colleges from um, what, what one might call the homosexual agenda, uh, the effort to add sexual orientation and gender identity to non-discrimination rules. You must treat a biological male who believes himself to be female as if he were female. That means he gets to play on female sports teams, he gets to live in the women's dorms, he gets to uh, use other for- private facilities that are dedicated to, to one sex or the other. That was a tremendously uh, threatening move, certainly for our K through 12 public school system, but for all the religious schools around the country.
4: Title IX provides for an exemption for religious schools. So proponents of transgender rights could not win this issue in the courts. So they tried to win it through shaming the schools in question.
3: We believe that the purpose of that was to bring public shame and ridicule upon these schools simply for executing and, and exercising their right to religious freedom. The Title IX was designed to protect women, and this sort of misunderstanding of Title IX, this reinterpretation of Title IX, in our view, hurts women. It affects them uh, wanting to live in all-women's dorm. It affects their privacy interests. Uh, it affects their ability to compete in athletics. You know, the idea that someone who subjectively feels that he is female and, the, and thus can participate uh, with the women and typically prevail in those. It's simply unfair to women. It, it is very ironic that Title IX is being abused in this way when it was designed to help women, and it's now being used to hurt women.
0: As you've seen on today's program, our entire culture is being turned upside down. When we become so blinded and confused that we can no longer even acknowledge and respect the obvious differences between men and women, boys and girls, we have gone to the other side of Lewis Carroll's looking glass. A society this deluded on such fundamental issues has lost its moral compass. But we want to offer you an opportunity to do something about it. We have put together an open letter to President Trump and to the governors of each state, calling on them to stop the gender tragedy. Did you know that a staggering 41% of transgendered people attempt to kill themselves at some point? That is a rate 10 times higher than the general population. This radical ideology, which is now being taught in many of our schools and public institutions, presents a direct threat to our own children and grandchildren. So make your voice heard by contacting us immediately to get and sign the open letter to make your voice heard. To get your letter, simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida 33339. Or call toll free 888 332 3069. Or go online to djkm.org. And when you contact us, please prayerfully consider giving a generous donation to help us get the word out on this and other vital cultural issues like judicial tyranny, the sanctity of human life, and America's true Christian history, as well as to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need your help to do this important work. We will thank you for your generous donation by sending you my booklet, The Great Confusion which exposes the twisted worldview behind the transgender movement and what we can do about it. And if you can give a donation of $50 or more, we will also thank you by including this special program on DVD, The Age of Gender Confusion, including material not seen on this broadcast. But whatever you do, please contact us right away to sign the open letter to President Trump and your state's governor, urgently calling upon them to stop the gender tragedy. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free 888-332-3069 or go online to djkm.org. In the first book of the Bible, and in its first chapter, we read these words, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God then blessed and instructed them to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. These are the most basic truths about humanity, and these truths are twisted, perverted, and ultimately broken by the cultural celebration of homosexuality and transgenderism. It makes fulfilling God's design for us literally impossible. And as you have seen, for those entangled in it, their constant companions are trouble, heartache, and brokenness. We must have and show compassion to those ensnared in this cultural delusion. Yet the answer to sexual brokenness is not accommodation. There is no compassion in enabling others to continue living in a destructive and sinful lie. The only hope For all who desire to be free from the condemnation and power of our sins, sexual and otherwise, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. He died a cruel death, bearing the wrath of God in our place. But He rose from the dead in power and in great glory. And for those who believe and trust in Him, we are washed from our sins and made whole again. This is the power of the cross. Christ became sin for us. Thank you for joining us on this special program. May God bless you and may God bless America.
4: This has been a production of D.
8: James Kennedy Ministries.